Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back to a very special episode of the Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colton Smith and as always I'm joined by Jack P. Shepard, Ben Price. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together and educate each other on films. It's all about the films that we should have seen but we haven't. Each week we set a film for one of us to watch and then we come back in the studio and talk about it every Thursday. We talk about what we loved, hated and rated. Now the difference of this week's episode is... It's not actually one of us that have picked the film. It's you guys that have picked the film. So we've run a competition. For well, hold on. In- Jack's run the competition. Yeah, hasn't yeah it? Come on. Let's give him some credit. He said, I know how to do this, lads. Whatever your ideas are, the crap. I've got a great idea how to run this. I'm on. So he did the posts. You yep. put the polls up. Well, let's talk, Ben, about actually how we got to the idea of... Um, how we run a competition. Oh, this isn't going to be the Sofa Cinema Club idea where you two go, <laughs> it was all my idea. You came up with some way of doing it and then Jack went, that's crap. This way is much better, which was exactly the same way as you just said. <laughs> almost word for word of what I had said. And it's almost exactly the same as doing any kind of tournament, football tournament, but Jack came up with, I've got to, I know, they've been doing it all wrong. I think I've got Quarters, semis, final. There you go, blow your mind. But it was a bit that me and Ben had had back and forth chat for about five minutes over voice note of how we do it. We'd agreed Instagram polls and all this. It had said that Jack had listened to them all and then there was a 30 second voice note from Jack saying, I think I think you've got the makings of an idea, but what we need to do is we need to do this, this and that. No, hold on. I think it's same. the voice note started with, well, that's shit. This is what we do. <laughs> that's how he phrased it. That was, that was the opening gambit. That's yeah. a shit idea. I just sexed it up a little bit. That's you all did. I did. You did, Jack. You did. So Jack was in charge. Lead us through it, Jack. Yeah, seeing as you ran it. What what were the films? The films that they all picked, um, we asked them just to message, didn't we, on um, the picture, or the video, video of us three explaining the competition the tournament thing the knockout and then they all just commented and then we added up all the votes and we wanted to pick a top eight so that the film with the most votes would would play eighth place and second place would play seventh and so on and so on and so on and so on yeah yep so we did that and um it ended up um the green mile won 
Close though. Come on, come on. It let's was talk about close. The it was end. close. It, so let let let's go. Let's actually start at the quarterfinals. So we had there was over there was hundreds of films that were suggested, and we took it down to an eight, didn't we? Yeah. And yeah. the eight was Twelve Angry Men, The yeah. Shawshank Redemption, yeah. High School Musical, mm. True Romance, Stand by Me, mm. The Goonies, The Green Mile, and The Truman Show. So that was the eight. Then the first quarterfinal that came out was 12 Angry Men versus the Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Which, as soon as we got the stats for that, we went, well, we know what's won. You see, the thing is with me, I mean, there was the four underdogs and then the four, weren't they, who ended up going through to the semis. And I prefer, as films, all the other four. I thought it was fascinating. So what are your four underdogs? Uh, so the, the four that I preferred were... I preferred Stand By Me to beat Goonies. Okay. I preferred 12 Angry Men to beat Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. I preferred um, Two Romance to beat... Oh, I can't High remember. Musical. Was that High, High School, School Musical? Musical? Yeah. Or Truman and, Show. And I preferred Truman Show to beat Green Mile. Yeah. Or the other way, so whatever you, it was. you got it? I got it completely wrong. Completely wrong. All I cared about was High School Musical. Yeah, as long as High School Musical won, you were pushing it quite hard on social media. I noticed, which I didn't think was fair. Obviously, I'm not. Are you on... getting your friends to vote, Colson? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I rigged the semi-final. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. But then, hello, bombshell, Jane, <laughs> Mum, Dad, get on your Instagram, please. High School Musical <laughs> because Shawshank was annihilating it, and I went, oh, nobody wants to watch Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> so. I completely rigged the semi-final. Well, they did. The fans did. Yeah, well, fuck them. I rigged it. High School <laughs> Musical in the final. I gave it its chance. And do you know what? In the last hour, I thought it had won. I thought it had smoked it. On the percentages, it's 50-50. But on the votes, yeah. there was like yeah. two in it, wasn't there? Four. Four. Four votes. Which, annoyingly... If I'd have voted off every single one of my Instagram accounts, I think I have the musical. You've got your cousins to it. vote, and then the people down the road, they might have won. Because there's quite a lot of votes, wasn't it? It's like a couple of thousand, over a, wasn't it? Over a thousand yeah. votes, yeah. Mm. Um, and it, it was interesting because it kind of showed us what our listeners want. Obviously, I was giving it out in the group chat saying they want High School Musical. It's clear they like my films more. And then the fucking Green Mile won by four votes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it is the Green Mile. You but guys we, look, we appreciate, <laughs> just to preface this, we do appreciate everyone voting and everyone get on, even though it sounds like we didn't want to know what your votes were. We really did appreciate it. And do you know what? It pushed us into watching a film that maybe either of us wouldn't have picked. But before we get into talking about the film, how's your week been? <laughs> it's been hectic. It's been um, my uh, girlfriend's mother's 70th birthday happy birthday yeah so we wanted to um we wanted to do a big shebang with all the family and friends and that and of course we can't do that lockdown it's lockdown in manchester so um she wanted a garden she wanted um like um a seating area that's a big that's a big ass i know i know it was big but yeah what do you want uh, for your birthday just a garden garden. like a full-on like new flooring and stuff, wood oh. flooring and stuff. Yeah, oh, really well, nice. Frankly. We've yeah. taken that on fire board, pit. We? Oh yeah, she got the works. Oh, she wow. got loads. But the girls, um, Hanny and her sister, they 
They did all the effort. I was just sort of like in the background, not really doing much, but you lit the fire, pretending. Yeah, lit the fire. don't worry, I girls, I'll light the fire. I know what I'm <laughs> Put a bit of lighter fuel. I know what I'm doing here. So you got that on the old fire pit, and then it's a bit of food, was it? Yeah, yeah, nibbles and all that stuff, and uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, we watched a film actually in the garden last night. The Green Mile. No, we watched Backdraft. <laughs> By the fire pit. Perfect. Backdraft, yeah. Backdraft. Who picked backdraft? Me, I just saw it and they went, what's that? I went, oh, oh it's really good. Put Fucking it on. hell. Backdraft. What a garden film. I built a garden. <laughs> what are you going to stick on? Backdraft. So what <laughs> yeah. did you do? Just get the TV out there with the old lecky. Yeah, TV. Moved it close to the um, patio doors. Yeah. Turned it really up. Yeah. Then watched it, candles, fire pit, mint. Come on, Manchester, we're having a drive in, it's backdraft. Yeah. And backdraft. what did Danny's mum think of that? Is that the oh. film she wanted to watch, do you think? Yeah, she did. She she sort of liked it. She kept on stoking the fire fire every now and again. And then uh, she could only see half of it, though, because the wall cut off her, her vision. <laughs> I know it's your birthday, <laughs> but you've got the shit seat. <laughs> yeah. I know it's your birthday, but I've put I've carefully placed the TV behind a wall. Enjoy. <laughs> Coulson? Yeah. Well, obviously I'm I'm home alone, aren't I? Back Cause... talking about backdraft, Coulson, mm. you've got a little story. Fire, fire, fire. Backdraft's about fire. Oh, okay, well that's where I was coming in with anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I, well I don't talking don't talking <laughs> talk talking in riddles. Code. Yeah, yeah no backdraft were about fire. I've also yeah. not had any sleep, have I? Which you know. So I'm home alone this week. Ben's on holiday, living his best life. I'm in the flat, and I, I I get my eyes shut. It's been a long weekend. I've had a long weekend. I'm in work very early. I get my eyes shut, and then I'm greeted by the world's worst noise, which is the fire alarm at our flat. It is loud, isn't it, Ben? Well, they're meant to be. <laughs> you have to get up. You can't give it the old waft of the dishcloth. Let's hope that burnt toast goes away. It's... It, and I remember actually when the last one went off, I which was did a genuine attempt, fire, yeah, which was a fire. And um, I did attempt initially to give it the the oh, old whiff turn over, the whiff. I just turn over. I'm sure it will go away. At the door, Colson fully dressed, come on, shitting himself, <laughs> <laughs> going. I was like, do we really? jump off the balcony? What do we do? <laughs> like panicked, panicked. So imagine this time I'm on my own. Fire alarm goes off. I look at my watch. It's ten past midnight. I go, right, it's going to be cold. Last time I was out there for three hours. I've got to be prepared. So I get changed. I get the big coat on. I take my scripts in my pocket. I get a handful of Ben's wine gums. You've taken far (laughs) too long. I mean... You should have been out the door. Fire alarm, you're out the door. No, but we've got previous... We've got previous... We know the stairs. We we know the drill. The whole thing, Jack, is you're going to be out there for a few hours. You're going to be outside for a few hours. so You might be in your flat for a long time if there's fucking flames coming in. I tell, I t- I tell you what was difficult, <laughs> by the way. The old social distancing on the stairs. When people oh, it was rushing right past. out the window. Right oh, out the window. It was, it was a stress. But it wasn't a fire. Let's just make that clear, Coulson. It wasn't in the end. But I, but I didn't know this, did I? Yeah. I'm shitting myself. We'll get outside. Um, I'm outside for an hour and ten minutes. There's nine fire engines. For what? Burnt toast? They no, they no. Allegedly, the inside gossip is it was a robbery, Ooh, well, uh, and they set the alarm off, 
and they got everybody out of the flats. So they could go in. So they could go in. Ben, this is a good time to tell you. They stole everything from your bedroom. <laughs> oh, what? My underpants collection? <laughs> I don't think I've got anything in. Is my shampoo there? <laughs> but the bad thing was, we get back in, I get asleep about half two, and then it goes off again. Yeah. We back out again. Because the alarm had a fault. So it got to four o'clock, and I was in work at half six, and I thought, right, well... What did you do? Go to work? No, I, I went back to sleep, and... I was a bit, I didn't like going back to sleep. Alarm had been off twice. I'd been evacuated twice. I was like, right, it, it just... You've it, played the game. Enough's enough now. Come on. Yeah, it, it, it was a tough one. Um, so yeah, Ben, how's your holiday? <laughs> <laughs> first day of school. Oh, kids school back. Today. Kids back. Kickbollock scramble or... No, all right. absolutely fine. Plain it's sailing. a lot of stuff to get together. It's the hockey stick. It's the gum shield. Putting, getting the gum shield on at ten at night, isn't it? Burn your mouth. Put it in boiling water. Then you put the gum shield on to murder it, do it to your mouth. It's always that time with children, isn't it? They tell you something right at the right very end. At the end. I, I was very guilty for going into my mum's bedroom at about half past eleven and saying, "Mum, I've got food tech at half seven, and it's cheesecake." <laughs> I need <laughs> here's my list of ingredients. Oh, it's no. that. Well, you're that child. My yeah. son came in at 10 o'clock. It's rugby tomorrow. I need a gum shield. So there I am, dental nurse, fitting a gum shield with boiling water. But it all went off. Took them. Yeah. Is there any big years? Any like year seven, year 11? And... Yeah, they're both going into... They've both gone to new schools. So I think it feels completely... Oh, well, yeah, it's a big deal then. Yeah. Um, so that was quite big, really. Yeah. Uh, Homework on the first day? Yeah. No. What? Yep. Wow. Yo, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's shit. Yeah. That's yeah, a sell yeah. for you. But I said, I said straight <laughs> off, you had six months off. Fair play to the teachers. They've absolutely sorted it out. Totally mm. safe. Got there. This is how we're going to do sport. This is how we're going to do the classes. There's your homework. Uh, great. So I think it's great they're back. What about your aren't yours due back, Jack? Yeah, soon. Couple of days. Uh, so that's my week. I've been uh, reliving my school days. Shall we, um, shall we pick up where we were 10 minutes ago then? Yeah, the film. Right. Do you know what, Jack? Let's have a synopsis. Okay, so synopsis for The Green Mile. The Green Mile is about a prison in 1935, I think it is, Louisiana. Um, Who's she? <laughs> Louisiana and uh, in America. And Paul Edgecombe is the prison warden he's the chief prison guard who's responsible for e-block which is death row where the inmates get electrocuted it's his job to see out the rest of their remaining days basically and make sure everything runs smoothly he gets an inmate a bit like this synopsis exactly he gets an inmate in there called john coffee and everything seems a little bit different with this guy he's he's murdered two two young girls sentenced to death Although he seems somewhat special, like he's got some sort of powers, um, like some sort of miracle. And Paul Edgecombe, being a religious man, thinks he's sent from God and he's in two minds. What do I do? Do I put this man to death or do I set him free? What do I do? So he's in a bit of a... He's a, he's a bit stumped. He's in a bit of a sticky situation, Is old Paul. <laughs> Basically, Woody from Toy Story can't decide whether he kills him. Yeah. That that's the film, isn't it? Yeah. 
with quite a lot going on in between because the whole film is three hours and eight minutes. I long. think it's three hours and eight minutes. I, I, I really like this film. I always have done. Why and didn't I, you pick it then? Interesting question for you. Mm, good question. Have you ever Austin. discussed it? Hello. I know. I know Ben's not a lover of Tom Hanks. And this film. Ooh. <laughs> Hello. Spoiler. Uh, yeah. Curveball. So Curveball. that's probably why a Tom Hanks films never come up. I'm a big Tom Hanks fan. I think he's very good. You like Toy Story, don't you, Ben? Yeah. I don't dislike Tom Hanks. I think he's a great film star. I just find as soon as he's in a film, it slightly skews that film. What was the big one where they got... Um, Captain Phillips. Yeah. And you just knew he's going to be fine. I think, look, I think he's probably one of the ultimate movie stars of our time. I mean, think how long he's been going mm. and he's still at the front of big films. He carries a film brilliantly. It's just those films always... He never he never surprises me with that character at the end. They're never thoroughly bad or twist or... That's I know what you mean. It's always... Once I sit down and watch it, I think, well, that character is going to be that Does thing. he never get killed, Tom Cruise? Tom Hanks. Cruise, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Cruise never gets killed. I mean, Cruise is the similar, isn't he? Yeah. I said to you the other day, Ben, didn't I? We, we've started watching American Horror Story. Yeah, very good. And I said to you, how come horrors never have the big cast? And you said, like, actors don't like getting killed off. Is that what you think? Well, horrors traditionally have never been seen as a higher form of genre, have they? I suppose in the 80s, though, and everything before that, it, they were just slasher films, weren't yeah. they? It was just yeah. blood, guts, gore, blah, blah, blah. And how significant a character part do you have in a horror? Yeah. It's just running away and screaming. It's usually. the genre, really. Uh, I mean, there's a few, obviously, that you'd say... I mean, maybe you'd count The Shining as a horror. Mm. You'd say there's parts in there, but yeah. But, I mean, American Horror Story is very good, but it's the genre, isn't it? We're looking at the... Yeah, not really the characters, but the whole genre. So, Coulson, three hours, eight minutes for you, I'm guessing, is a big watch. Yeah, I'd never seen it before, either. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have you two, either side of me, to keep me in the straight and narrow. So, um, yeah, I had a little bit of time on my phone. <sighs> How do you feel about that, Coulson? How do you think the audience feel about that? Do you know what? I don't, I, I don't think... I think if I wasn't on my phone, I'd have been concerned that I wasn't on my phone. <laughs> and I, I don't know. It did feel weird, like, obviously... Because being on weird. your phone changes what you're going to get from that film. The three hours, eight minutes, you're going to have to watch. But if you're on your own, you've probably missed an hour. Do you know what felt different? The fact that you two hadn't picked it and the fact I hadn't picked it. Because the audience had picked it. It, it, it felt a bit... It felt different. It, I don't know why. I don't know. I think you do know why, Coulson. Come on, let's dig a little deeper. You weren't yeah. asked as asked. No, 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 not that at all. I think The Green Mile is a film that I was always going to have to watch one day, wasn't yeah. it? Do, so what did your mum and dad to... talk about it? What do they think of it? Have they well, seen it? The, the last time I saw my dad, it was the semi-finals. Mm. So he was more interested that... There was one semi-final with Shawshank, one semi-final with Green Mile, because that's two Stephen King films. Yeah. yeah. And I'd seen Shawshank multiple times, but the Green Mile I'd never seen. And my dad had said, it's a, it, it's not as Stephen King as 
everything else. It's a bit more supernatural. And now I never knew what the Green Mile was about. He thinks it's the most closest uh, movie to any any book he's ever ever seen. Really? Any of his books made into films, he said it's the closest. And it was a series of books, not yeah, one. Si- it was six books. It was yes. six short stories and he released them every month. Which makes sense now. Once I read that, it made sense to how that film has all... Ha- I mean, it's three hours long, but it feels like it has parts. Yeah. So I suppose each half an hour is a is book. A, is a book. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. And he hadn't finished writing it when they started the film, I don't think. Or he hadn't finished, like, the endings of the books. And they all had to go and read the books before reading the scripts and stuff. It, it was quite interesting, apparently, at how... Because he, he was, like, on the film set every day, really, wasn't he? Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah he in terms there, of yeah. getting it made, he was he was quite vocal John Travolta approached for the part before Tom Hanks? Pied it. Pie. Hard pie from Travolta. Stephen King wanted Tom Hanks, didn't he? Because they tried to get other people, and then when he said, we've P- got Hanks... Hanks pied Shawshank. Yeah. To do Gump. Yes, and felt a bit guilty, so went, I'll take the long film, please. I'm glad he did. It's uh, a better film than Shawshank. And you've all heard the story of how John Coffey got the part. Well, how they casted John Coffey. No. So what, is it Michael Douglas, is that? (laughs) 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 Is it not not Michael Douglas? It's not Michael Douglas, yeah. Michael Duncan Clark. Who's Michael Douglas? He's a different I think, actor. I think he's a lad from Nando's. <laughs> Michael Duncan Clark. Yeah. Right. So they couldn't, they put out an open casting because they couldn't find the right person. And Bruce Willis had just done a film with Michael Duncan Clark. And he basically rang them up and said, this is your guy. Because from reading the books, he's the only one that can give it that soft side. I've seen it And he's not actually in. that tall. Bombshell. He's not. No, he's not. Yeah. The other in two fact, actors, one was 6'4", one was 6'6". Yeah. Six, six. He's 6'5", six, which is still tall, but he's, he's not like... He's still tall, but... But not how they... It's very clever, that the way it's filmed, isn't it? Mm. Well, his, his prison cell must have been smaller than everybody else's. His bed was. Yeah. And um, they made quite a lot of things small. And then I've seen behind-the-scenes pictures of him obviously walking on a plank when he's walking next to them. But you, you never for one minute don't think he's not that big. No. Because it's the first step thing I've ever seen him in as an actor. He's certainly wide enough to be that tall, isn't he? He's you a big lad, I mean? yeah. It, it, it's not like watching the BFG and you're going, well, that's just ridiculous. Like, it, yeah. it, it makes sense. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So tell us, Jack, what do you like about this film? So it's a long, winding plot with the central bit. It sort of doesn't get into it really for the first hour and a half, does it? It's a lot of setup. Yeah, I I like all the different characters that are in it. Really, I'm a big Tom Hanks film, and I know what you say that he's he's he is just steady Eddie. Yeah, but I like that about Tom Hanks films that he is safe. That everything does tell you everything's going to be all right in a way. Um, I like the guy who plays that French guy. He's very good. The guy who gets his head burnt today, Edouard Edouard Delacroix. Well, when I you know. First time, obviously, watching it, not realising how long the film was. I um, I was like, it's his film. He's stealing it for me. Because, in all honesty, the first two hours of the film, you see very little of John Coffey. Mm. Very little. You, In fact, you only really see the first two prison cells. Mm. You only really see Wild Bill and the French lad. Which is Sam Rockwell, Wild Bill. Who's oh, is it? Big fan of Sam Rockwell, yeah. From um, Seven Psychopaths. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sam Rockwell, you've got um, you've got the other two prison wardens, aren't you? The guy who was in Saving Private Ryan, I've forgotten his name, with Tom Hanks. And then you've got the guy with the grey hair, big guy. And you've got that nasty one, Percy. The guy who plays Percy, he's brilliant. I should have known all these actors' names, but... I did not like Percy. I know, but that's the point. He's such a dick, such a prick. But he plays the part perfectly. Hmm. And the mouse, Jingles. So Mr. Jingles. You like the characters, basically. The mouse. Yeah. <laughs> the mouse takes it. The mouse doing the old uh, sewing bee. Checking yeah. it around. Come on, here we go. Run up and down my arm. The mouse. But they had Re- like 10 mice that 15. Was it 15? 15, yeah. Um, and they, had a, they, they were all trained to do different skills. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. That animal handler must have made a fortune. Mm. So let's talk about the film. So when it starts off, it starts in the old people's home. Mm. And we meet a character who's an old man. He's quite mysterious. He's clearly lived a life and he is enjoying playing the system of the old people's home, isn't he? We see that. And then they're watching a film and he starts to cry. The film makes him cry. He leaves He leaves with a girl and he says, have I ever told you about what I did for a job? And she says, yeah. And he says, I was a prison guard in the Great Depression, but I was on the Green Mile. Do you know what the Green Mile is? And then that sets up the film, doesn't it? That sets up yeah. the whole story. Yeah. The kind yeah. of that, flashback. Yeah. That reminded me of Titanic. Yeah, I That's know what how, you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. Old man, old woman. Shall I tell you about my life? Tells you four hours later, you've just found out. Yeah, that, S- still never found the necklace. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we 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 meet um, Tom Hanks. He's on the Green Mile, 
And um, it's obviously not a nice place to be, is it? It's a place where bad people go before they get the electric chair. Yeah. Well, I mean, the opening, though, let's not forget, is it's that scene where he's got the two girls, isn't it? Where you hear him screaming. Oh, yeah. And they're they're running through the fields, aren't they? Yeah. You can't tell that you watched it two months ago, Jack, or two years ago, whenever You were on your phone calls, so you would have missed every every bit. You, you would have been a few gaps I, in your... I, I wasn't on my phone in the first five <laughs> hours. Yeah, but I watched it with my kids uh, in lockdown, because mainly I wanted to see if they'd get emotional at a film, because I've never, I've never seen them watch a film like a tearjerker. Bambi? I don't, I don't know if they've seen Bambi, actually. That's a t- I mean, that's big for a kid. That is big, but I don't know if it's... Is it too dated now for a child, Bambi? If they're young enough and they get into that and then... It- Have they seen Hannah Montana? No. Because that, that's a tearjerker. No, I've not seen Hannah Montana. Anyhow, I wanted to see if um, they'd cry. Ruben didn't know what day it was, but Nyla cried, so I was pleased with that. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Oh, she cried. Fantastic film. She cried. I made it. Oh, no, she loved it. She said it's one of the best films. She said it's one of the best films she's ever seen. She cried when um, they killed John Coffey. Well, that's a plot spoiler alert. Well, come on. If you listen to the podcast, you should have seen it. Yeah, but also, everyone's voted for it. Yeah. And the film sets itself up for him to die, doesn't it? Yeah. And in terms of films with big history, like. I think the every, I mean obviously it's hard for me to say because I hadn't but I think everyone has seen the green mile. Yeah, a lot I think of people. Everyone have. knows about it and it's renowned for being that sad emotional film. So when I'm going into it, I know what's going to happen. You know, I've not seen the film, but I I knew what was going to happen. The one thing I didn't expect was the superpower because that sort of comes halfway, doesn't it? And I, it never really gets men. I Grabbed get his mentioned. willy and cured his. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what Tom Hanks's character? What is he's got? He's like got a cold bladder in his willy, as we used to call it when I was younger. Oh, he's got a cold in his willy. Grabbed his willy. Infection, hasn't he? Yeah. And do you know what was weird? You know, in that bit where he's talking to his mate in the old people's home, he said it. It was the winner of like thirty summit. I had the worst bladder infection I'd ever had. And I was yeah. like, what a weird, what a yeah, weird Yeah, as if you remember a year by a yeah. bladder infection. <laughs> it was a bad year. Bad bladder infection that year, I seem to remember. <laughs> but not as bad as the next year. Where <laughs> So the first time John Coffey gets taken to the Green Mile, it kind of draws it all to silence, doesn't it? There's only two other prisoners in there. Um, like Jack said, there's five or six prison guards. We know that one of them... Percy isn't very nice yeah. and Coffee's character comes in and Percy is chanting dead man walking as he walks in mm-hmm. and someone turns around to Hanks and says you should see the size of this guy and then he just looks massive doesn't he and that's that yeah he looks massive and he looks threatening but then when they actually speak to him they find out he's scared of the dark he wants them to like leave the light on, and you can see that he's very much afraid in his surroundings. And they think for a big guy like him, what the fuck's he afraid of? And then they read his report, don't they? They read the blurb that they call it, and it says basically what he's done. And he's like, 
looks like he's raped and murdered two young girls or something, doesn't it? And then they're like, Jesus Christ, they need to kill him for what he's done. Which, this doesn't sit well with Hanks, because he's like... I don't see... He doesn't look... I, well, it, Hanks I, must have had his fair share of murderers in that yeah. job. I get, you get used to it, don't you? And mm. he, although he... The size of him, obviously, makes you feel like he has it in him. He's not there to pass judgment, is he? Because judgment's already been made. He just has to do his job and just make sure that they're executed fairly and everything goes to plan. Yeah. But he can't help himself that the more he gets to know this John Coffey, he's just like, I just don't believe he's done anything wrong. I can't believe he's done anything wrong. And Coffey kind of makes it, it makes Death Row quite a nice place to be, doesn't he? Because before Wild Bill's arrival, mm. you've got the French lad opposite him, and they really do strike a friendship. Yeah. And you know that all of the staff like them. And it may it, I found it interesting. You never find out why the French lad's there. So as no, the it's audience, probably robbing a loaf of bread or some shit. But that's the thing. As the audience, you <laughs> it allows you to like him, doesn't it? It it, it leads. He's robbed a loaf of bread. <laughs> I don't know. It's what just... happened? I, I legged it into Morrison's. I got hold of the Hovis. Oh, right, that's it. Green Electric Mile. Chair. <laughs> Green Mile there. You've robbed a loaf of bread. I think it's a very good point you pull up, Colson, which is they're on there to be executed. Mm. Very hard to get. I don't know whether it's very hard to get. They use the Wild Bill character. Very hard to have sympathetic, sympathetic characters around him because you're always questioning, well... They are on death row. Well, that's yeah. how they do it. How they don't mention, like what Colson said, what their crime is. And then the minute Wild Bill comes yeah. in, you know he's a nasty bugger. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they give you no opportunity whatsoever to like Wild Bill. And he really unsettles what they've got on the Green Mile. And that's, I guess as well, that's why you don't like Percy. because Yeah, he's the same. Yeah, and, you know, why is Percy giving these people a rough time? Because instantly you know John Coffey's not done it and you know they're going to die anyway is that not yeah. enough do you know what yeah. I mean um, we've spoke a little bit about the mouse but that really is that 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 stills a whole hour of the yes. film doesn't it Stuart Little <laughs> Mr Jingles it does that's a whole hour that story oh yeah like that's why like, like I said, you you don't see John Coffey. You, you know, the last hour and a half. If you picked it up there, it, you'd feel like you'd watch the Green Mile. The hour beforehand is just a lot of setting the scene and setting the feel of what it's like to be on death row. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a long film. Maybe I'd recommend if you're going to watch it, just watch the last hour and a half. No, not watch the last hour and a half. <laughs> So his prison day-to-day goes on. He's still got his urine infection, doesn't he? He gets cured of his urine infection. How? He grabs his cock, doesn't he, and squeezes it. And then he looks up, he sees a light bulb, that smashes, and he goes, ah! And then his, his, his urine infection's gone. But just imagine, for me, watching this the first time and not knowing that there was that side to the film. And I went, oh my God, he's going to kill him, he's going to eat him. And then the next thing you know, <laughs> he's touching his willy and then the light bulb pops and yeah. there's a orange glowing light Yeah, and he stops sweating. And the flies come out of his mouth. Yeah. And, and I was like, what's going on? I, That's what you meant put, to have think. Have I put the right film on? Yeah, you're meant to think what's going on. But then he goes for a wee and you realise, oh, hang on. 
He's cured he's, take, he's taken it away somehow. He, he's a miracle. He goes home, he flips his wife over, doesn't he? He gives four, her a good... Four times in one night. First time since they were 14. Yeah, gives her a good Roger in. Comes back with some... What is it? Short, what's he come back with? Cornbread. <laughs> Not cake. Comes Corn back cake. with some... Just off topic, bread. Ben. What's that um, cake? What's that cake he brings her? Cornbread. That's it. Yeah, she makes... Just off topic, Ben, get a bit of this. So, mine and Jack's beloved Leeds United this week have signed a player called Cock. And we're looking at signing Coch. another centre-back called Holding. So, it means that our b- back oh four God. would be ailing Holding Cooper's Cock. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great, that, wouldn't it? It'd be great. Right, come on, Jesus. Sorry, Jack. It's your film. So we find out that the the governor of the prison, his wife's got a brain tumour, hasn't she? And yeah. she's going to die. It's terminal. Tom Hanks says, maybe there's another way. He's quite pally with the governor. And he suggests... Well, he doesn't even suggest, does he? He just takes they John Coffey out the, out the prison on a night and they drive him over to the governor's house in the middle of the night and they bring John Coffey in the room to try and cure this woman of the brain tumour in her head. And he does so, and he takes it out. He can't get rid of it. He can't get rid of the flies. It goes to ash, doesn't it? Yes, I thought it was like the ash of whatever whatever badness he takes out of you. Yeah. It's sort of like ash comes out of his mouth and sort of floats and then dissipates, and he can't get rid of that brain tumour. It's a bit too much for him, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, I just watched it when I was an 11-year-old kid and I remember they just looked like flies yeah, to yeah. me. I, yeah. I agree that, you know, if you could happily call it flies for me. <laughs> flies yeah. it so is then. Flies they it come is. out. They come out. Flies little, come out. Yeah, those Wasps. fruit flies come out. Fruit flies come out. <laughs> and um, you can't get rid of them. They take him back to the prison. And then that's when they see Percy, isn't it? Do they, does he give it to Percy? No, yeah. he doesn't give Percy the brain tumour, does he? Yeah, well, no. He, after he's not got rid of it, he's obviously ill, isn't he? They yeah. have to trap Percy into in the prison. cell to be, able yeah. to, to be able to do their plan. And then they let Percy out. Uh, and then they've put John back in the cell, haven't they? And Percy goes out and John grabs him. Yeah. He still hasn't got rid of the brain tumour. Because he kills the mouse, doesn't he? Yeah, before he kills the mouth and yeah. mouth mouse and John Coffey obviously brings it back to life, which yeah. Percy doesn't know. Percy doesn't know he's got this power, does he? Yeah. No. Um, when he grabs Percy, I was thinking maybe when he does something good, he has to do something bad. That that's what I was trying to work out because he just I, wants to punish Percy for being a prick yeah but I couldn't work out and at, at this point I was like well he, he has <laughs> oh, brain tumour's pretty harsh <laughs> he has killed two little girls is what I was thinking Percy it's all no no as in I was thinking oh, John right. Coffey has and it's all that sequence where you find out exactly what has gone on don't you because you know while Bill on the way out touched John Coffey and John kind of had a moment and he said he's a bad man. And then when he's in the cell, when he kind of transforms that badness onto Percy, he does it for a reason. And obviously that reason is to take out two bad men. And it means that Percy dies. No, it doesn't. sorry, it doesn't mean Percy dies. It means that Percy kills Wild Bill. Yeah. 
and then Hank says, "Why, why have you done that? You know, that that's not that's not good. That's not what you should do. You know, you're not you're not a bad person. Why have you done that?" And he says, "Please give me a hand." And that's when he, he um, shows him, doesn't he? Yeah, he he shows him that while Bill is actually the person who's responsible for the reason that John Coffey's in the prison, mm. and I mean that's almost the beginning of the end for Hanks because Hanks realizes that his his worst fear of is coffee innocent is true so that means he's developed a bond with somebody who is innocent yeah and he owes him a lot he has respect for him and what 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 is he going to do now and that was for me where i was like this is the bit this is the bit is the reason that this is a good film because that decision there they've built a friendship almost effortlessly yes it's been over 2 hours but you really feel like John Coffey is one of them. The whole crew love him. Hanks loves him. And he, you know, he's really done good. Mm. And you know he's going to die. And you know he's innocent. And that scene where Hanks goes to him in the night and says, Look, John, you know what I'm going to ask you. And he says, you don't, you don't have to do this. You don't have to ask me. And he says, what do you want me to do? Do, 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 you, want, do you want me to turn my back and let you run, see how far you get? Do you want me to try and break you out? What do you want me to do? You know, I don't want to be responsible for somebody dying who shouldn't die and somebody who has a talent as much as you do dying. And that that bit there is where where I kind of went, I, I can feel where Hanks is coming from now mm. because that that's the bit where I was like, okay, shit, this is why this film is the Green Mile. This is why everybody talks about this film. Because he and says to his friend, doesn't he? he? Says, "What am I supposed to do when I get up there, the gates of heaven?" And God looks at me and says, "Why did I kill one of His angels? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Just turn around and say it was my job?" Yeah, he says, "It's it's, it's not good enough. What can I can't I can't do it?" So that's when he asks John, "What do you want me to do?" And he just says nothing, doesn't he? Or he says, "I, I mean, it, don't worry, it, boss, or something." It's that bit, yeah. You know, because John Coffey understands. And, you know, watching it for the first time, I, I, I just don't get why Hanks let it happen. But then it, it leads to that most beautiful and most horrendous and powerful last scene. But Hanks's character allowing that to happen, you wouldn't do it. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I don't know about you two. If that was you in that position... You've, you know, you know he's an innocent man. You know what's happened. You know what's going to happen. You've seen people die on the electric chair. Mm. Surely, as a human being, you find another way out. There must be many alternative endings of this film. Well, I, I love, I love those rehearsals that they do of the electric chair, and they've got that Harry Dean Stanton, aren't they? Who's, he's, he's walking. He's doing the standing, isn't he? Yeah. And um, I like seeing all those rehearsals when they they fuck up, don't they? And they, he start he makes a la- a joke, doesn't he? And they all end up laughing, and they all start laughing. And he's like, "Stop it! We'll be doing this for real." Yeah. Uh, in a night, I don't want someone remembering an old joke and creasing up. It's like the same thing of trying to when you try not to laugh in church. Have you ever done that? And you you can't help but laugh. <clears throat> There'll be a lot of people who'll be turning up expecting to see someone who's killed their loved one get executed. 
So it has to be a serious thing. You can't just be stood there as prison guards fucking pissing your sides laughing. Do you know I what I mean? I never realised they had an audience as well. Yeah. Which, in terms of the history... I mean, I, I, I know that Death Row, obviously, is still around in some states, but the electric chair... That's I mean, not. It, it's lethal yeah, injection, isn't it? But, it, 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 I mean, it's absolutely horrendous. And the fact that that went on, and the fact that you could watch somebody... I mean, poor. I mean, but it, that that it make it makes the film, doesn't it? It especially mm. the fact that you see all them people who hate John Coffey, yeah, who shouldn't hate him, mm. when the millions and millions of people that are watching that film, who are the other people who are in that electric chair room watching him die, don't mm. want him to die. Mm. I mean, you know how you said about Tia Jerker, yeah. Then that must be for a film that people know about and people watch that one scene there i wonder how many people it makes cry i think for me it's 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 the angst and the pain of knowing he has to do it yeah but it hurts him so much to do it but yet he he has to stand there professional and he's not allowed to cry none of them are and I think and he they, turns they to the young warden and he says, make sure you wipe your face before you turn around. You see yeah, the human behind. side yeah. to these people doing something that no human should have to do to mm. an innocent man. I mean, Ben is deadly silent. I don't, do you agree, Ben, or is this a part of the film that you don't like? Or um, There's a, another film, a James Cagney film, where he gets taken to the electric chair and he's a gangster... And uh, it's about two brothers and they get split up. Two friends, they get split up. One becomes a priest, one becomes this gangster. And he's going to face the electric chair. Angels with dirty faces, I think it's called, in the 30s. And he's going to face the electric chair. He's not frightened at all. He isn't scared at all. He's done bad things. He's a bad man. And this priest goes to him and says, go to the chair screaming. So we don't see that you're not remorseful about your your life so your so give kids a chance to see that in the end you are a coward and i was playing that film in my head while i was watching him die and i i felt played by this ending personally i felt played that i was meant to be feeling all these things and there was all these turn of events that got him to there and probably like you Corson, i thought if i really knew he was innocent it wouldn't happen I think I'd give him a chance. I think I'd yeah. let him out. And it felt like we were all getting played into that. Whereas the James Cagney film, I know you both haven't seen it, but the James Cagney film was very powerful to me because he is screaming to not be killed. And yet, you know, he was willing to face it and he's screaming. Whereas that one at the end, and then he doesn't have, you sort of see his face and you see each one of them crying. I just felt played by the ending. That's, that's my own personal view. See, I, it, it didn't make me cry, but the line that got me was when, you know, when they say, you know, you can now say anything before you face the chair sort of thing. And he turns around to the people who hate him and want him dead. And he says, I'm sorry for what I am, which that was like, well, he, you know, he's making, sorry. yeah, and he's making I no effort. the only choice that Hanks' character has is when John Coffey says, I'm tired. It's time. I'm tired. 
you get the feeling he might have been doing this kind of thing for the whole of his life. Yeah. For the whole of his life he's been... He, he alludes to it, doesn't he? He's never yeah. been in one place. He's never really had people around him. He's never really had family. He's just been travelling and he's tired. And I wonder whether Hanks' character squares it with in some way kind of releasing him. But even after the end, we sort of get another end, don't we? Yeah, we do. Are you talking about how we go back ben, ben, I, I, to the I can, story? I, I can guess yeah. from your tone, Ben, that you're not happy about... We go back ever. to Titanic. As if we, we have another Rose. enough now, isn't it? As if we haven't... Oh, we're back. We're back at the old people's home. He's watching Fred Astaire. He's crying his <laughs> eyes out. He's talked to that woman for three hours. She's bored to tears. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, she must... I, I'd have loved it if it went back and she was there going... <laughs> the rain has stopped. <laughs> it's weeks later. He's still going on about this made-up story about his urinary infection. And then he says, do you want to come to my shed? It was and the we- summer of 34. I had the worst urine infection ever. She's like, I don't want to hear about urine infection. Yes, I'm 900 years old. Don't worry. I'll walk up to your shed with two bright red Macs on. Let's go and have a look in the shed. Two Hayley Cropper Macs on. So Hayley yeah. Cropper Macs. So it's Hanks. What you realise then, it's Hanks when he's old and he walks up with the woman he's got friendly with and he's always escaping, isn't he, from the old Well, she drops the bombshell. How are you alive? Because... It doesn't you work said out. You, he had said a son in 35. said you were 45 or something yeah. when you were on the mile. Yeah. Which it had so put him he, at, it put him at like 106 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 190 so. Right, let me show you my mate. Mr. Jingles. Mr. The Mouse. The Trick Mouse. There we go. The Trick Mouse is there. Oh, it's the Trick Mouse. Oh, they've all lived for ages. And when What's I saw town? this. What's that town? Mouseville. Mouseville. <laughs> when I saw this, I thought. We had Daryl the rat on Corey for five years and we had four different rats. So I knew that they don't live very long. <laughs> so it was that point when I went, the mouse is John. But then it isn't that the mouse is John. But, <laughs> but you, thought the, you thought John Coffey turned into a mouse. It's Jack, not the witches. <laughs> Jack, after three hours, after three hours, it's amazing what your brain can do to you. Don't forget, I started watching this film on Sunday, and by the time I'd finished, it was fucking Thursday. <laughs> so we find out that he's a million years old, and so is the little Stuart Little, and John Coffey's spirit, or part of his spirit went into the mouse and went into Hanks's character, didn't they? Yeah. It's kind of like almost a punishment for killing him. No. Because, well, that's what he says. He says at the end, he said, I've seen everyone I love die. Oh, that's right. been my punishment for killing him. I've lived through all my children and everyone I've ever known die. And you see him at the end uh, watching at a burial. And he buries her, the old woman yeah. he's talking about. Oh, yeah, about. he does, yeah. So it's kind of a curse, which I do think fits into a Stephen King, which is and it's then, never quite wrapped up. There's always an edge to it. And that was the edge, that he killed Coffee and Coffee. they were led, both of them, the, Stuart Little and Tom Hanscom's character, were left with this sort of long life. And then I can't remember the last line, but I remember hearing it and it stuck with me. It, <laughs> It's something about he it's says how he's hours, lasted, eight minutes. He says if he's lasted this long, the mouse, I wonder how long, long I've, I've got, got on the mile. Yeah. yeah. And it's that bit of, he, you know, he basically 
alliterates to the fact that he is on the green mile. You know, he he's waiting to die like anybody else. And when's it going to happen? Yeah. And you know, that's a, you know, it's it's a sad moment, really. But um, yeah. I mean, it does. This film it has it has a lot. It's got Woody from Toy Story. It's got Stuart Little. So, what's your it, rating, Cos? What would you rate it? Well, how do we do this? Because, well, I'll go first. Yeah, let's mix it up. Ooh, okay. Let's go Jack, me, you, Ben. Let's mix it up. So, obviously, the audience is a 10. Well, I, when I watched this film when it came out, 99, 98, something like that. I'd have been about 11, something like that. The year like I was that. born. And I absolutely loved it. Proper loved it. Got it from Blockbuster Video Store. Uh, still love it now. I've watched it with my kids. They loved it. Um, so for me, I'm going... I'm going 9.5. Why not 10? Uh, it's not an absolute classic for me, but it's up there. It's very, very good. It's very close. Okay. 9.5, that's solid. It's it's a big score. Big score. First time I've watched it. I mean, Jack, you say it's not an absolute classic. Now, I think if you ask... Every 100 people you ask, Every 70 100. of them are going to name this as their best film of all time, aren't they? This and Shawshank <laughs> yes, are the ones that everyone says. This and Shawshank. Shawshank's yeah. terrible film. Shawshank isn't very dissimilar to this, though, Jack. It's miles better. Shawshank's fucking annoying. Just for the sake of the audience, <laughs> Jack and Ben had basically said if it was Shawshank, they weren't going to turn up. So that clearly says how much they think of that film so same for the director. next for the yeah, next audience yeah. special I know it's going to be High School Musical Shawshank final in it <laughs> and I will make sure it's rigged um, for me first time I've watched it four hours getting a classic yes it is long can it justify being that long I think some films can and you know I think the part of it being what it is means that it's three hours and eight minutes long um, I really liked John Coffey's character. I really liked the Frenchman. I liked the story. I, I'm not sure about the whole supernatural thing, but I think it did the bit of telling the story of a man who is beautiful getting punished for stuff that he's not done. And yeah, that that kind of did stick with me. And I guess it had the desired effect. Um, right. I'll go 8.5. Ooh, big, Coles. Which is big. That's and big. I feel, I, you know what? I feel like I've got to give it a big score. Because Why? You just give I it what like, you want. But I feel like it is expected. And I think me turning around and saying it's a five would probably be a bit of a shitty thing to do. Cause, but it's what you think. Yeah, but I, and I do think, I, you know, if someone says Scream Out, yes, it's a good film. Just, just to summarise for me, my 8.5 isn't the greatest film of all time. Most people think this is the greatest film of all time. For me, it isn't. It, it, it's an 8.5. Yes, it's a solid film, but it's not, you know, it's still not It's still not on the level of some of the other films I've seen. Fair enough, fair enough. Ben? Five. <laughs> Hello. Oh, wow. <laughs> solid. Right, go on then. I love it when you just... I've actually written five down, so it was nothing to do with you going, I can't give it a five. I thought, oh, coincidence, five. Uh, Yeah, I just didn't enjoy it. 
Just don't enjoy it. I get it. I get why people would like it. I'm not arguing. Obviously, people have voted for it. It's not for me. I don't know. I just does nothing. Does nothing to your emotions. Nothing. No, nothing. Because I feel played. I felt played at the end. <laughs> I felt played right from the start. Oh, here we go. He's going to recount the story. Here we go. Special powers. We're getting into this whole thing about the electric chair, and then some people are there, some people are not. Why aren't they there? I don't know. It just. I just found it five. <laughs> I, I I I reason with both of you. I, I really do. Um, twenty three out of thirty. You know that isn't what people were expecting when we reviewed this film. I don't think. I really don't. I think people 9. were expecting eight point five and five big ratings. It's but not nine point five for me. Look, if we're really talking about, I think maybe the next series is you and Coulson's films, and then my <laughs> 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 it's like I've just got to be honest with what I think. Genuinely, but I watched I, yeah. it all. I gave it a good go. For me, it's not like like Angels with Dirty Faces or other film. It's just not that. It's but not. I think a you're you're always going to come up against this predicament if Tom Hanks is in a film. Not that you think he's a bad actor, just that. No, it wasn't that actually. It's it more was, that it's Tom Hanks and it's not Paul Edgecombe. Is that it? It's the fundamental premise of the script. I just, I do agree. Watching it for the first time, you would he would not have gone through with killing him. There was just straight away, I thought, oh, here we go. The mouse, the archetypal bad guy, the archetypal other bad guy, the good guy, the good guy stuck in prison. Oh, the good. It just was too formulaic. I could just see the end. Mm. By the time we got to the end, I was like, and the only bit that really, really got me was when, obviously, the first time I watched it, it went, oh, no, not a second wave. No, we're not going to see the mouse now. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's just me. Maybe, mm. obviously. Moon Pie was good. We didn't talk about Moon Pie, did <laughs> What's we? Moon Pie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Horrendous. Gipped. I gipped. I have to say, I think the actors were fantastic. He was great. The actors were fantastic. At Rockwell. It's just, I could mm. see why that, it's six yeah. books. That's, that's why, that. you know, g- going back to my 8.5, I think it's, it's amazing how they can spend three hours pretty much in one set you know it, it, it never leaves I think the acting is mm. brilliant I think the prison guard characters they all do a great great job he directs it exactly how that film had yeah. to be directed it got you to that place people to that place it just didn't get me there and if it doesn't get me there the film doesn't work yeah. for me same as I'm sure people mm. watching two by two thousand and one for two hours oh, forty minutes goes flashbacks. I'm dead. It yeah, didn't yeah, get yeah. me there, Ben. I didn't get anything at the end. Yeah, I did, yeah. and I get other people don't. But I think the podcast deserves for you know for me to be straight up. I suppose right. So twenty three out of thirty. That concludes our first ever <coughs> audience picking the film that we do. Hopefully we'll do it again. Hopefully we don't listen to this back and go, oh, well, that was shite. Um, because I think, you know, it's been interesting <laughs> to kind of give you guys something back. I think it's a really good thing to watch films. I wouldn't have picked that film. Yeah. So, I, you know, I have to go into why I don't. I suppose the whole point of this podcast is always be, yeah. why do you like certain films? Why does Jack like it? Why do I like certain films? What is it about a film? If you don't have that feeling in a film, if that film is designed to give you that feeling at the end and you don't get it, mm. 
does it work? Yeah. There was nothing else yeah. in it for me. Yeah. The whole previous two hours, 50 minutes, <clears throat> I kind of, all right, okay, fine. He's, you know, but it didn't do it. So I suppose that's what we're investigating, isn't it? So thank you very much for listening to Series 2. We've really enjoyed doing it. It's been from home. It's been very different. We have watched some unbelievable films. We've gone on all the way from Racing Stripes to the Green Mile. No one ever thought it was possible. But as always, the Sofa Cinema Club has proven that it is. So we're going to be back for Series 3. We're looking forward to being back already. We might have a few changes. We don't know. We don't know what is in store. Uh, but we can tell you now that we're going to be back on Thursday, the 1st of October. So we will see you then. Until then, you can keep in touch on our social medias at Sofa Cinema Club on Twitter and Instagram. Jack is in charge of them now, so we'll see what happens. Until then, good night, God bless. Good night, God bless. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.